Hello and welcome. You are listening to the 1% Christian. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. I want to welcome you all back and let you know that I have missed you greatly. I know uh, from all of you reaching out, you were excited to get started with our next study, and we are. We're going to go through the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, Those of you who journeyed with us through the Gospel of John, particularly ending right at Holy Week. It was an awesome, awesome study, and the Gospel of Matthew is going to be equally as amazing. If you're just tuning in for the first time, what is the 1% Christian? The 1% Christian is the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day. We study God's Word, and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that he's given us. So a couple things before we get started here. We are going to do this study now for five days a week, Monday through Friday. We were doing it seven days a week. And do I want to take those two days off to get some rest? Maybe a little bit, but not so much. We're actually going to be launching another show called Flock Out. Uh, And what do we always say, right? A hundred starts with one. And then we also say that we study God's word for 1% and then head out to the remaining 99 to do something amazing. Well, Flock Out is going to be uh, basically a show where we engage with people that are making a difference with God in their life uh, in the remaining 99%. So we're going to have guests, we're going to have people uh, on that uh, are moving and shaking, but not just these, uh, you know, teachers and preachers. We're going to have folks like you and I who uh, have gifts, talents, abilities. God puts us in different places and uh, he's doing something amazing through us because how many of you know that your life is a ministry. Amen. And also before we get started, I want to invite you to download the Sound of Heaven app. We've got a great mobile app that you can get through Apple and Android stores. Uh, You can find this podcast anywhere where you get your your podcasts, of course, uh, but you can also get it through the digital app. And that app also has the ability for you to connect with our community. You can submit prayer requests. You can chat with us. You can look at all the teachings. Uh, You can find that at soh.church. Okay. Without further ado, let's start the gospel of Matthew. And this one is the first book of the New Testament, and rightfully so. Uh, I alluded to it a little bit in a previous recording uh, where we see Matthew, who was a tax collector, a very articulate guy, and we see how he lays out this gospel in a way that really is uh, amazing. He was uh, a Jewish man, and a Jewish man as a tax collector uh, was a very detested thing in his time. Why? Because uh, basically what the uh, Jewish tax collectors would do is they would collect taxes from the Jewish people on behalf of the Romans, and they would take a little bit for themselves. It was a very lucrative job. They would put uh, a little bit on top for themselves to make sure that they got paid, and they were looked at as traitors uh, across uh, all of Israel. So when Jesus, as we'll see, goes to Matthew and says, follow me, 
that didn't make people uh, happy at all. Uh, but Matthew and his talents as a tax collector come in handy because he is so articulate. We see the way he lays this whole gospel out. Um, and it's really in an amazing way. And Matthew looks to establish something very, very quickly that Jesus himself is the Messiah. And this book in particular is written with the mindset of reaching the Jewish people of that time. It was written in the first century, uh, very, very close to the ministry of Jesus. Uh, I wanted to go to Matthew next because we came out of the gospel of John and both John and Matthew were part of the original 12 disciples. And Matthew kicks it off Again, he wants to focus and let people know that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is a new and greater Moses, and that he is God with us. So there's actually pretty clear distinctions of how Matthew is broken down. We're going to start in the first uh, three chapters over the next few days, and we're going to see the introduction. Now, this first chapter, at least the first 17 verses, is the genealogy of Jesus. And th this is one of the places in the Bible where we often just want to gloss over, right? Let's get to the good part. Uh, but we're actually going to dive into the genealogy. I'm going to read through it, and then I'm going to pull out some things that are important. Uh, and what is a genealogy? A genealogy is basically a lineage, right? So we go back, uh, Matthew goes all the way back to Abraham. And there's a reason for that, right? Abraham was the father, so to speak, the earthly father of Israel. In uh, Genesis ca chapter 22, Jesus, uh, I'm sorry, God, well, Jesus and God say to Abraham, I will surely bless you. I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven, as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemy. So, so he is, God is promising Abraham descendants as numerous as the stars and through Abraham Israel is born and now we know of course that God's promise doesn't just extend to Israel but this is the point in history where God separates a people and then creates a bloodline upon which all of humanity is blessed okay and what Matthew also establishes very early is that Jesus is a son of David. Let's read through this and then I'll touch on this a little bit more. But verse one says, this is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David and the son of Abraham. And then here we go. All of the begats, right? Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac, the father of Jacob. Jacob, the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Now, I want you to remember Tamar. We'll get back. Perez, the father of Hezron, Hezron, the father of Ram, Ram, the father of Amenadab, Amenadab, the father of Nashon, Nashon, the father of Salmon, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Again, remember Tamar, remember Rahab. We'll get back to it. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Remember Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. Now, established right away is that Jesus 
is in the lineage of David. Why? He's making the connection. If he's talking to the Jewish believers, he is showing them, hey, there is a connection with this man that makes him the Messiah, that makes him God with us. In 2 Samuel, David is promised, 2 Samuel 7, verse 12, it says, when your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, God is talking about when David dies, he says, I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come from your body. I will establish his kingdom. He will build a house from my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So God promises the Messiah, a forever kingdom through one of David's descendants. Okay. The reason why Matthew is making this connection is because the Jewish believers that are leaning in and trying to understand what's going on here need to make the connection that Jesus is not just some wacky guy in the desert, that Jesus is the son of David, the son of Abraham, the one in which God had promised the full redemption of Israel and a kingdom that would last forever. It also is spoken about in Isaiah 11, spoken about in a lot of ways, and we'll get through the Old Testament prophecies that Jesus fulfills. But in Isaiah 11:10, Isaiah talks about, it says, in that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally around him and his resting place will be glorious. That root of Jesse, Jesse was the father of David. And that's the symbolism, right? If you if you were to cut a tree down, sometimes you cut a tree down and, and it continues to grow. A small shoot comes up through it. And that was Israel, right? Israel was, was taken down, so to speak, in a way. And there was one lineage that was going to remain upon which the Messiah would come through. And that was the root. And that root was the Messiah coming through the lineage of David. So I hope you get what I'm saying here. God is trying to really point out and Matthew is trying to really point out here that everything that they've been waiting for is right here with Jesus. Let's keep going. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother was Uriah's wife. Remember, Uriah's wife. I'm pointing out these women in this lineage because it wasn't common for women to be in genealogies. And we'll touch on them here in a second. But if you remember, this is Bathsheba. This was the woman that David had her husband basically killed and then slept with her and got her pregnant and ultimately married her. And that's how Solomon was born. Solomon, the father of Rehoboam, uh, Rehoboam, excuse me, the father of Abijah, Abijah, the father of Asa, Asa, the father of Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, the father of Jehoram, uh, Jehoram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah, the father of Jotham, Jotham, the father of Ahaz, Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh, Manasseh, the father of Amon, Amon, the father of Josiah, and Josiah, the father of Jeconiah, and his brothers at the time in the exile of Babylon. After the exile of Babylon, as you know, Israel uh, was in and out of exile because they would backslide and they would get in trouble and they would get into exile and then they would cry out to God and it was a constant process of up and down. Okay. They would turn their back on God. They would, destruction would happen, right? They would come back to God. God would give them grace and mercy. Uh, uh, Jeconiah was the father of uh, Shittil. I'll probably 
butcher some of these. Uh, Shealtiel, uh, the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel, the father of uh, Abihud. Uh, Abihud, the father of Elikim. Elikim, the father of Azor. Azor, the father of Zadok. Zadok, the father of Akim. Akim, the father of Eluhad. Um, Eluhud, the father of Eleazar. Eleazar, the father of Mathan. Mathan, the father of Jacob. And Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Thus, there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. So why did we have to go through that whole process? And and in the Bible, there's several places where genealogy, right? It's in Chronicles. Uh, it is uh, in the Gospel of Luke. And genealogies uh, were very, very important to the Jewish culture. And they were very important in almost every kingdom because how you would link uh, someone back to royalty, you'd have to go through the... Uh, you'd have to go through the the bloodline. So that's exactly what Matthew is doing here. Again, focusing on the Jewish readers so that he can help establish the messianic line of the son of David and through Abraham and the Abrahamic covenant that all nations would be blessed through him. I hope you follow me there so far. Okay, this had to be established because if Jesus was just some guy coming on the scene claiming to be God, which he did, that would have been a problem. So it was so important to let everybody know, like, hey, this is a connection to the old. This is a connection to everything. But what Matthew also does and some of those names I wanted to pull out, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba. All of these were women, again, not always associated with genealogies as we come up on our 1% here, but I want, I want to give you some background if you've never heard of these people. Tamar sold herself as a prostitute. Rahab, also a Gentile prostitute who helped the Israelites and helped Joshua to come into the promised land. Well, she was now, she was fully converted and then now brought into the lineage of Jesus, Ruth was a Gentile woman. She was a Moabite brought in. And Bathsheba, we know what happened with Bathsheba. Taking a bath on the roof, David falls into lust, sends for her, kills her husband. Not exactly uh, a good situation. Sounds more like a Jerry Springer show, okay? But what are we looking at here? God has used imperfect people in lineages to get to Jesus. And what Matthew is establishing here, as we'll read, he's establishing God's kingdom here on earth through Jesus. And that kingdom is going to be established by people that, that did not fit the criteria that most of the religious folks thought. But he's reminding them that God has used imperfect people before. He'll use people you don't expect going forward. And what can we do as we wrap up here to, how can we apply that to our life? Okay. You are here also by an imperfect lineage, I'm sure. Right. You, you, we can't even begin to fathom what it's like, what went down, the decisions that were made over the course of our ancestry for us to get here, but you're here. And you're imperfect too, just like I am. 
And the cool thing about each of these women, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, is that their imperfection didn't stop them. As a matter of fact, turning toward God changed the trajectory of their life to be part of something amazing, but also allowed them to participate in something awesome. So you have the opportunity here on this earth, no matter how imperfect your life is today, to change the trajectory of your life, but also to be part of something amazing for generations to come. So I hope you're encouraged that no matter what your life looks like today, that you can make a turn toward God. And not only will you be changing your life, but you'll be changing the course of generations to come. And the cool thing about the new covenant, which we'll see, is it's not all about the bloodline, not in the least. There was the opportunity, what, to have a new spiritual awakening, a new spiritual birth where we can have spiritual family. And that's what we are as the church, right? We, we can be related by blood, but you make connections through God and we have these spiritual connections that, we, that nobody could take away. And I can tell you in my, in this J- July, it'll be 18 years since I really gave my life over to God. Now I had an awesome upbringing in terms of being in church with my family, with my grandparents, but it was really hit home when I was about 25 years old and I gave my life over to God. And since then, God has put people in my place that are not of my blood line that have been spiritual mentors, spiritual moms and dads to me that have made all the difference. So I want to encourage you that not only can you change the trajectory of your life and your lineage, but because we are part of the kingdom of God, which we will dive into in the course of the next couple of weeks, you have the opportunity to change the course of people's lives spiritually. We're all connected by the same Holy Spirit. Amen. So I'm excited to continue studying with you again. These next couple uh, couple days, we're going to be going through the first three chapters, which is really like an introduction. And then we're going to dive into the teachings of Jesus, the parables of Jesus, the Great Commission, a lot of great things coming up. So I want to encourage you to invite someone to this study as we continue forward. Let's pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you that we're coming back together here for the 1% Christian. We thank you that even though the road that got us here, both in our life and in our ancestry, was imperfect, Lord God, that you intended for this day for us to be here, Lord God. So we seize the day today and we go out and we want to do something amazing for you in Jesus' mighty name. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out at soh.church and you're listening to the 1% Christian. Remember, 100 starts with 1. We'll see you tomorrow.